Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies. As usual, I am one of your hosts, Garrett. And I am another of your hosts, Carson. And we've got another special guest on the docket today. We've got Greg. Uh, this is your second appearance, right? From First Issue Club. It second, is. Yeah. yeah. You nice. didn't learn your lesson the yeah. first time. No. It's a- well, gosh, a lot's happened since, <laughs> since uh, Endgame. <laughs> you said since Endgame. Yeah, you, you, you've gotten married, had a kid. Married, you know, kid. You, um, COVID, COVID. All sorts of stuff. You know, many superhero <laughs> movies have happened. Uh, you know. We're going to talk about them all Life today. goes on. Sit back. It's a four-hour episode. <laughs> all dedicated to Sony comic book movies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so First Issue Club voted best... Uh, podcast in kansas city 2018 so edition the, yeah 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 well i mean you still were you don't have to throw that <laughs> well, i mean 2018 was the toughest year so uh, <laughs> it was it was lots of pods lots of pods yeah, out there we beat out literally hundreds <laughs> <laughs> so what's been new in your guys's world like how, how's the pod going how's that oh going? man the pod's going great we just celebrated our 250th episode a few weeks ago so we're riding that high um there was a time, just like movies, when the pandemic started, where we didn't know if comic books were going to be published. And for a while there, they weren't. And so we kind of had to improvise on episodes, and um, we got a little creative. And thankfully, our fan base stuck with us. And now everything's kind of back on track, and we're just, you know, covering first issues, talking comics. And the world keeps turning. Yeah, so we did the opposite. You know, movies stopped, we stopped. We said, nope. (laughs) (laughs) There's not like there weren't enough movies, you know, backlog that we could have talked about. We just shut it down completely. Yeah, I I don't blame you. Take take some time off. Take some rest time. Well, and what was being made was like, you know, straight to Hulu, straight to Netflix. And I don't know if you've dabbled in that. It's not pretty. I think the it's not a good yeah arena. the last straight to Netflix thing I watched was uh, like Red Notice or something with The Rock and ryan reynolds mm-hmm. and it was yeah. fine i mean it wasn't right. anything crazy but that's that's the top tier carson and i've always said like those are the hardest movies to talk about like we're just like fine you know mm-hmm. w- like it's like you want to record podcast hit go and say whatever end episode like yeah. <laughs> you know you just kind of don't have anything to even talk about sometimes <laughs> you want them to be either really good or really bad give you something but the ones that are just okay yeah. You know, it's like an unbuttered yeah. pancake. It's like it's fine. I mean, it filled <laughs> right. me up. <laughs> yeah. So, are you guys recording? I mean, you're remote now. We're talking to you you're at your house, but like, are yep. you guys? Because when we recorded with you guys, we're at like KCUR, right? Yeah, yeah. So we have actually uh, converted Mike D's spare office into our studio, and so we record there every Wednesday. Nice. Oh, nice. And um, for a while there, we were we were remote because we wanted to be safe, and we didn't know what the world had in store for us. So we were doing remote and that was fine. We didn't, we weren't capable of doing it long-term because we're all idiots and don't know how to link up and do zoom. So um, thankfully when things cooled down a little bit, we were able to get back into person and set up the studio and it's been going really great there. And uh, I was, it's funny. I was talking to the guys 
uh, yesterday when we recorded that I've known them for like four or five years. I've seen them every day uh, for a week, one day a week. And it's like, I see you more than my brothers and my, my mom and dad. Like you guys are like a gigantic <laughs> part of my life. And I just, it started like sink into my brain. I was like, Oh my God, I need to start a podcast with my mom, I guess. <laughs> what would you cover? I have to know. What would be the podcast with mom? Oh man. Probably the things I've done wrong. Uh, in my life, I would tune in every week. I, I would every listen. week, <laughs> it would be a, a long podcast. We'd be like two hours, and it, we'd be going for like ten years strong. <laughs> well, you keep creating new material, so that's good. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm never, never out of material. <laughs> Top ten times I got caught sneaking out of the house. Let's go. <laughs> and especially now that you have a kid, right? You get to like relive all the things that you did as a kid. And oh my share gosh! That with you. Yeah, yeah. We just had Teddy. He just turned one and a half uh, a couple weeks ago and he's at the age now where he he talks back to me but it's in a language that i don't understand so i feel like i'm in a foreign country getting yelled at by someone (laughs) because i like went through the wrong door or something and so he's just like screaming at me i'm like i don't understand you you need to learn english please (laughs) it's funny that you don't understand the words but you get the emotion of it right and that's sometimes all you need it's all in like the I, eyes, and it's just I'm, like, you. I know you're cursing at me, but I... <laughs> yeah, I know you told me to go to hell, but, you know, I didn't quite understand <laughs> it, but I got it. <laughs> uh, so, comic book-wise, I guess just what's what's the topic lately? Like, what's the... Anything new just grabbed your attention? Yeah, so what's really changing and shifting in comics is um, digital is kind of getting a resurgence because of COVID, like, and the like the supply chain, that's a popular word right now. The supply chain's kind of backed up with uh, paper and whatnot. So it's easier to do digital. And there's this new like subscribing service called Substack, which you may be aware of. And it's just Mm kind of like, you know, Zanga or like your own personal blog. And these very popular comic book writers get on there and people are flocking to their Substacks to subscribe to them for these behind the scenes uh, looks into the comic books that they love and they're releasing new comic books on Substack instead of Marvel or DC. So it's kind of, there's this real big shakeup going on and, you know, I, I'm always pro shakeup. I like when things kind of get jostled around cause that way new ideas can kind of come to the surface. Um, so it's interesting. It's an interesting time right now in comic books. Um, speculative uh, buying and selling is a big thing right now. People are buying comic books based on comic book movies to resell them at higher prices. And so people are kind of fighting over getting the, the must have issue and it's creating some drama, uh, mostly on Twitter, which is what Twitter is for. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, stay in the course. Yeah. People are picking up all the first appearances of, of every random character. Right? Oh yeah. Uh, that they can get every first on. issue, yeah, every random first appearance. Doesn't matter if it's Spider-Man or Spider-Man's best friend, an issue 200 from 1964 like they're just selling out like crazy it was because they may appear in a movie someday i did hear that uh first issue clubs one of their one of your all favorite characters is reptile so i know you guys collect a lot of a lot of his oh, yeah. his stuff oh yeah it's it's a guy who turns into a, a dinosaur uh yeah he's uh <laughs> it's an interesting character. He's a he's a newer character, and it's kind of funny because he has to wear like a certain amulet to do it. And it's just like so only parts of his body can turn into dinosaurs, and like he has to be super powered up to turn into a full dinosaur. And 
<laughs> Carson brings it up because I think we clowned on that book a little hard. <laughs> you, you did, you did. And what, what's funny is, so I listened to the first issue club, but I I participate in Marvel Unlimited Digital Comics, which is always a year behind <laughs> the actual release yeah. of the comics. Yeah. So that they talk about it, I usually forget about it, and then once they come on to Unlimited, uh, the digital platform, <laughs> the digital platform, uh, I see them. So I get to remember all their conversations that, that they had a long time ago, and it's like, oh, here's here's Reptil. Did you read it? Did you read Reptil? <laughs> um i read i did i did the first one. Oh yeah and yeah yeah and and yep it, it was warranted. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is it's it's like a teen book and sometimes when us grown men read teen books we're like this is stupid but there may be some teen out there that is just like this is freaking amazing this guy just turned into a dinosaur which is who it's for so right that reminds me of my only speculative purchase in my history which was super pro and back in the day and i thought that oh. was going to be the greatest comic book ever because it was an nfl superstar and mm -hmm. boy it's not good no it's really good because garrett bought the entire uh line for my birthday so i now collect <laughs> i have all of super pro hell yeah and when he does show up you guys are gonna be filthy rich <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I wish uh, I wish movies had gone through some innovation like that. I mean, all they really did was just dump everything out on HBO Max at one time for Warner Brothers, and then they gave that up. So, like, they're still just the same stale old movie companies, even after the pandemic, except some went under. That's all that happened. Well, they realized what worked and what didn't work. Yeah. What worked is the the simultaneous release was like, well, that kind of shot us in the foot. That That's not going to work. And maybe two weeks later, maybe yeah, a but month it's not later, that much innovation. It's out. just saying, okay, instead of waiting... 90 days for the dvd we're putting it out on streaming in 45 days like congratulations movie industry that's a, a big leap <laughs> you're really breaking the mold <laughs> right yeah really pushing the edge here right i do have a lot of friends that say they did enjoy being able to like watch black widow at home the week it came out and i was like well that's like something that is like a kind of a different shakeup. but i mean scarlet didn't like that no but she got paid in the end didn't she she did, but how much more could she have made if it didn't? Everybody didn't already see it on stream. That's true. That's kind of that's the, true. yeah, the but argument, that's only the know? people that were like mid-pandemic that got screwed. Because I think every agent going forward now knows to like put a clause in the contract, right? That hey, you put this on streaming, we're still getting our like same cut or whatever you promised or whatever. It's just those people that they all pivoted mid-pandemic probably got got the shaft. Was, yeah, W W B is who got screwed with it because they got hit with all the the lawsuits and they thought this pandemic was going to go on and their deal with HBO kind of mm -hmm. kind of screwed them over in a lot of a lot of box office dollars. Yeah. Well, I'm I mean, sure they thought the Snyderverse was going to save them. So God. I mean that's a, I mean <laughs> we did not bring you on here to talk I'll about Snyderverse. I mean but to that point like I never in a million years would have saw would have gone to see the Snyder cut in theaters. 4 hours to see another Zack Snyder movie, that's yeah. not happening. Can I break it up in 2 hours at home on HBO Max? Yeah, sure, why not? Mhm. Mm or like so, 30 minutes yeah. in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Something. A little bit at a time. You can't do too much Snyder at once. It's just like Sony. Just can't do too much at once or you're in trouble. Well, before we uh, get going too far, we have a, a new sponsor this year, the, the Exit Room in, in Lee Summit. Hey, guys. As we all start to return to normal after two years of absolute craziness, we've got an idea for something a little different for you to do with your friends and family. Something that gets you out of the house, interacting with actual human beings, and back into the world. We're proud to introduce you to The Exit Room. Go check out this incredible escape room business located in historic downtown Lee Summit, Missouri. 
The Exit Room is a family-owned, five-star rated, one-of-a-kind escape room experience that has been entertaining the KC metro area for nearly seven years now. They have five uniquely designed escape room adventures guaranteed to challenge, amuse, and even amaze you. Gather your party and come check out their friendly staff, their amazing decor, and contagious energy as you solve puzzles, riddles, and unravel mysteries. But hurry, the Exit Room is retiring two of their rooms very soon and replacing them with new adventures. Use promo code 2VIEWS at checkout for a 20% discount. That's the numeral 2 and the word VIEW, no spaces. The Exit Room. Unplug, interact, escape. All right, so... Morbius. Uh, usually what we do, Greg, just so you know, we, we do a little bit of a spoiler free. We just try to give our high level thoughts, keep it, you know, safe for the for the virgin ears. And then uh, once we're maxed out there, we will we'll flip it over and go uh, spoiler filled. Full so, spoiler. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So here's what I usually do. Give a little background to the movie. Dangerously ill with a rare blood disorder and determined to save others suffering his same fate. Dr. Michael Morbius attempts a desperate gamble. What at first appears to be a radical success soon reveals itself to be a remedy potentially worse than the disease. There is an inverse relationship between the quality of movies and the length of their blurbs on Letterboxd, by the way. If you see a paragraph, that movie sucks. If you see like a sentence, probably a good movie. Just calling that out. (laughs) I love Uh, it. (laughs) Directed by Daniel Espinosa, who did Life, Safe House, and Child 44. And it stars Jared Leto, Matt Smith, Adria Arjona, Jared Harris, Al Madrigal, Tyrese Gibson. And they put Michael Keaton on here, so I'm going to say it. But Michael <laughs> Keaton's in this. Well, he's in the trailer, and trailers are fair game. Yep. Uh, they are not considered spoilers. So yeah. Uh, but before, we, before we dive all the way in, because it was in the description, do they ever say what the blood disease is? No, I don't even think they bothered they giving it a name. I think they just... Uh, terrible acting so it's not, it's, okay okay so it's not something that that we think people in the world have uh well i mean i don't know that this particular one not that well i think they took a note exist, from comic but... books and had generic blood disease and then just said <laughs> right. move on right i think you can okay. connect the dots from there everyone i mean it could have been anything he's pale scrawny and walks with crutches like mm-hmm. I, so they just said blood disorder i mean it could have been cancer it could have been i mean yeah ALS. Leukemia it could have been, been you know, yeah, right need to be tied to blood because yeah of course. It, it did have to be blood disorder <laughs> why, why are they so insistent on saying dr michael morbius like I, it Ooh, was in the, I know why oh let's hear it because in comic books they're they're really harping on double alliteration so wally west the two w's michael morbius the two m's sure bruce banner the two b's so they want you to really connect that this is a comic book movie. Because <laughs> they did that in the trailer, and then they also do it in the movie, too. They're like, Michael Morbius. Like every, I feel like everybody calls him Michael Morbius. I'm like, why? I, I get it. I know his name. But don't you know, have those people in your still, life that you say their first and last name? It just kind of like rolls off the tongue. No. I don't. Although I, I, mean, I, I don't have, either, but I'm just saying. Um, who knows? Somebody does. does. Somebody does. Well, I will say yeah. my some of my family Someone who's listening just went, "Yeah, I do actually." <laughs> right. Some of my family likes to always do first name, middle name, but never <laughs> like first name, last name. Yeah. I don't. Now that you bring it up, I don't know that I know. That's coming off the top of my head. Somebody with a, an alliteration name in my in my circle. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, and they're pissed at me right now. But hmm. just off the top of my head. 
like a first name, last name, name, same letter. First name, yeah. last name, same letter. Yeah, hmm. that means you don't have any superheroes in your life. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I they don't. don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so be thankful, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, general thoughts, Carson. You, you just we're gonna give you a first crack at it because you just walked out of the theater. So, I literally just uh, left the theater, came here, turned on the mic, and and we're going. So this is as fresh as fresh can be. Um, it it definitely Sony'd it, um, and by Sony'd it. Uh, I feel like there was a really lack of plot. Um, I feel like they have this group of Spider-Man villains that they don't know what to do with, and they're trying to make them likable in a hero way. And thats I don't think that's the route you go. You have Venom, you have Carnage, you have Morbius, uh, we have Craven the Hunter coming. Bloodshot. And they're trying to... That's not... Spider-Man no, no, but I'm saying that's what Sony's working yeah. with. Like they have extra guys to pull in. They got Vin yeah. Diesel running around as Bloodshot. <laughs> Garrett loved Bloodshot, uh, <laughs> but it's 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 one of those that just make. I felt like like with Venom, they should have gone the Terminator route. Of uh, you had a normal human, and then you had Venom as a bad guy, and then the second one you can make him the good guy, Carnage is the bad guy type of thing, and just go that that method. This, I mean, the guy's a vampire. You know, make a vampire movie. You know, he he's a bad guy that may as trying to be Punisher esque in, in the comics of killing bad people. He has that morality thing, but he's still killing people. You know, but still make him a bad guy. And I think that's that's where they're really struggling with making a good movie because then you pull in a, a bad guy who's the same. O- overall that those are my my frustrating takes with just how Sony well, they this. have no heroes, right? So they have to make all their bad guys anti-heroes and then come up with even worse bad guys for the anti-hero to fight. That's their whole model right now. Yeah, it's a, it's one of those that you can make somebody that we don't know a hero and the hero doesn't have to win. It's okay. It's okay to do that. Which brings me to the, the Sony piece of this whole Sony universe should be R. You know, you have Venom who eats people, Carnage who's a serial killer, and you have a vampire. You know, these should, Sony knows that they don't make good movies, so just cater to the gore. You know, it's like, we're going to be the superhero gore horror fest type studio. Like, that's, that's what we got here. And if we bring in Spider-Man later, great. People love it because they think they're getting an R-rated Spider-Man. <laughs> There, there's zero chance Spider-Man shows up, and ever <laughs> we'll get we'll get into it in spoilers. But I think that was made abundantly clear by something they did in this movie that they are never allowing Spider-Man to go back to Sony. Well, they have Sony, or they have Spider. Sony has Spider-Man. Well, it just won't be Tom Holland. I I don't know. I think I think Marvel's probably looking at what Sony's doing right now and saying, w- w- name your price. Name your price. Yeah, I think we are Marvel not. slash Disney has enough money and clout to be like, well, let's just renegotiate these contracts real quick and make sure that you don't mess up our legacy. Yeah, that's. I, I mean, genuinely think that's. I, I'm happen. surprised they don't buy the whole damn studio. I mean, how much could it be just to buy Sony? I think they're waiting for I mean, it to really like, crash. <laughs> I don't know how but much further it can I've, go. Th- this this will yeah. help. <laughs> I mean, at some point, like. Their only claim, like if you go look at the Wikipedia for Sony Studios, like Spider-Man is all they have. That's Mm -hmm. it. And I think they know that, but I also think they know he's such a linchpin in the Marvel Universe. But 
honestly, I think it's going to be like, you know how sometimes like big businesses buy out their competitors and just fire them all and squash them? Like, I think that's kind of what would happen. I think Disney and Marvel yeah. would just buy Sony and say, you're just done. We're folding shop with every property you have. There's nothing worth keeping. And we'll just... Like Richard Greer and Pretty Woman. Is that what he does? He buys companies and <laughs> crushes them? So, sells off the pieces, yes. Hmm. And it gives me a little bit more respect for that movie. But Richard Gere was so ruthless. <laughs> he was. He was. <laughs> He's not just going around buying jewelry for prostitutes. He was a businessman. <laughs> yeah. He was a businessman. <laughs> he sold her. And so, so one of the reasons too. why I love that, that we brought Greg on for this episode is because if you listen to to first issue he's always so positive on just about everything that that comes his way and tries to find a, a great spin and a just just a happy you know yeah positive individual thank so, you um thank you your, your your take on uh on morbius it was a flawed attempt at a marvel property in the in the way that they tried to um dc a marvel character they tried to make him gritty they tried to make him like the relatable anti-hero which um i mean morbius in the comic books did start out uh like kind of the same lines as what the movie was doing he did he was a biochemist in the comics he did have a rare blood disease what that blood disease was we'll never know and it's not important uh and then he learned from bats and not, he didn't go to like bat school and they taught him how to <laughs> cure the disease he, he, he learned from studying bats how to how to cure the blood disease but it also made him like um a pseudo vampire it wasn't like a real vampire like we know like dracula um and so a living vampire. a living vampire which means he can go out into the sun and get a nice tan um and he can eat garlicky foods um and so with this movie it it almost made it seem like Morbius could communicate with bats or control them, which is uh, not a thing. Uh, mm -hmm. And so that was something that I was kind of scratching my head at. And I don't know if they were trying to use that as a mechanism to be like, see, like he's like one with them. He's like a vampire and vampires have control over bats. And like, they're really trying to sell it at that angle. And I'm pretty sure th that, with many moments, every comic book fan was just kind of rolling their eyes in the theater. Like, okay, well, did anyone read a comic book when they made this movie? <laughs> so you're saying that was a miss. That was a miss. Controlling, controlling, controlling bats. bats. And that, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to die on that hill. Control, controlling bats really ruined the movie. Um, and uh, an interesting fact about Morbius. I'm, I, I'm going to sidetrack here. When he's Morbius, his bones are hollow, like a bird. So that's why he can fly. They did okay. not in any way convey that whatsoever. And I thought the flying stuff was really dumb. It was how he could not like yeah, he see the air flow, and he he was like it almost made him seem like he was like a kite, like he could just like yeah. float on the wind. Yeah, is that what was happening? And then his. The watercolors that he left behind. I don't. Was that smoky something? I don't uh, yeah. know what is it, the idea was. Was it to like show that he can move so quick that like? I his, think like, here's my thought. Is, I think I think they did the watercolor thing because 
they knew they were cranking the darkness up by about 90%, right? Because that's the other Sony trick in the book. You make everything so dark that mm-hmm. you can't tell how bad the special effects are. But in order to track what's going on, we're going to give him like a streak of orange because we're going to have him in a jail suit. We're going to give him a streak of purple because he's got something on with purple. I truly think it was only in there to help people like track what's going on on the screen because the effects were so bad the movie was so dark. There was no other way. Yeah. I mean, the effects were not great. No. And they try to hide them all the time. Um, at least like the combat ones, but like, but then in other times they're just like proudly showing off, uh, what's his name? Bancroft. Like they're just proudly showing off that he's showing a vampire face for no reason. Like how many times did that dude's face, like he's just like sitting in his room and all of a sudden he just goes vampire face and then not I'm like oh Milo, oh Milo yeah I was like Milo. like yeah uh, I I get it okay yeah I know <laughs> Why yeah are you his doing whole this? like night at the Roxbury scene where he was getting ready <laughs> as a vampire I was like how did this make the cut this should have been like a blooper like this this active <laughs> like someone sat down in an editor's chair and was just like this is it this is the shot we need to put this in there okay okay but at the same time. If you had a vampire face, wouldn't you just continually flash it because you could? Not that face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I guess the rest of my thoughts on this movie, man. Uh, it this this movie has ended my Sony streak. I'm done. I, I won't do it anymore. The yeah. next Sony comic book movie that comes out, I will not watch it. At least in theater, I might watch it in passing at home. But they they've burned me too many times. I mean, I knew Bloodshot would be bad, and it was. I thought Venom had a shot. Venom 1 wasn't awful. Venom 2 was real bad, and now Morbius is even worse. And I just, they've, there's no point. The, the, honestly, the way they present these guys are not fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, Venom could be cool. Morbius could be cool. I mean, Morbius is kind of like, I guess, for my layman's comic thing, it's like, okay, you're living vampire. So I immediately think Blade minus, like, the martial arts and stuff. But... Um, so you could do something cool, but they never do anything cool with these people. And right. it's the same dark CGI fest with the same plot where we have to generate a villain. So the most obvious answer is to make somebody exactly like the bad guy who's just a bad version of that guy. So it's the same template over and over again. There's no jokes. It's not funny. It's not well acted. Uh, the score at one point was directly ripped from the Dark Knight. So it's just, it just sucks at everything it does. And I didn't enjoy it. I pretty much wanted to be done like 30 minutes in. And mm-hmm. I'm drawing the line, man. I'm out. No more Sony. You, no, no, no Craven. I think Craven the Hunter's next. No. Well, or Madam he, Web. he does give a pet. I heard that one. Madam yeah. Web, which I think that has zero chance of being anything worth watching. Cause I don't know how do you make that a movie. Uh, uh, she's a side character at best. She's she's basically a MacGuffin that'll move a plot mm-hmm. along. She she's not a, a lead a lead movie. No, <laughs> I think what but Sony's they, trying to do is just like make as many superhero movies as they can while they still have the properties for mm-hmm. for maybe a shot at making a relatable character that people clamor for, and then they can like keep the characters around a little longer. The problem with that is is you make a lot of garbage. In the meantime, and it deters people from your brand completely. Yeah, but but there's going to be those people that love this movie for some reason. Sure, like somebody is going to say Morbius is the best superhero movie we've ever seen. I don't know where these people come from, but but they exist. And there's there's a <laughs> it's the same people who voted for, for uh, the Flash entering the Speed Force at the Oscars for the top fan moment. <laughs> 
the best moment in cinematic history. That blew my mind. I almost ripped my TV off the wall and mailed it to the Academy. We are not. We are not going to fall for it. We are not going into Zack Snyder as much as as much as you try to steer us away. You just come on, come on. I mean, yeah. At some at some point though, like the general, like like let's say Venom started at like. 7525 of people like saying okay it's a solid movie. Bloodshot had to reduce that to like I think I'm getting my order of movies right, you know, like it, at some point that keeps getting whittled down, right? To the, by the time we're at Morbius, the percentage of people saying that that's a good movie like can't exceed 20%. So Sony's mm-hmm. just slowly chopping away at their audience and their profits to the point where it's going to hit rock bottom. I don't know if Morbius is rock bottom, but it's got to be getting close and they're not going to get people in the seats. They're not going to sell tickets and they're not going to have any properties left. I mean, by the time they get to, if they are going to a sinister six, <laughs> there's nothing to work with. Nobody wants to see anything by that point. So they have, they have the template. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's Dexter. You, you have you have a Dexter of Morbius is hunting bad people to stay alive. Like if that's the way you want to go, like that's kind of his his thing. That's how you make your movie. If you want to keep him center focus, he's still a bad guy, still killing people, but he's staying alive and he's decided to do that moral thing of yep, my life's worth more than you murderer who just killed that person in the alley. So he's going to take if if we're not going to have any sort of hero, you just focus on him doing things like that and having that moral, you know, decision with himself of justifying that, that that's that piece or you go the route that that I already I already mentioned and just make these are just make these movies are just a, a a violent form of you want to see venom actually bite someone's head off you want to see carnage actually stab somebody not a cutaway right when we do that or a vampire that actually shows blood because they didn't he's slashing people and there's, there's no blood like that you have the perfect lineup for these villains to make them at least appeal to some audience because i don't see one no that's there. Well, the problem is these villains as we're calling them depend on the superheroes that they fight like the reason morbius works Mm -hmm. is because he fights blade the reason venom works is because he fights spider-man well spider-man and blade have been taken off the table because they're owned by other properties and there's still some some debate of who owns spider-man marvel owns its soul (laughs) sony owns the body (laughs) and so you lose the heart of who the character is like the, 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 the portion of Morbius fans is so small and to make a bad Morbius movie, you're just like shrinking that fan base even more. Like this movie is for no one. It's for people who have a free afternoon and like free movie tickets they got from Christmas. And they're like, well, I guess we can go see this because Batman sold out. Or you're invited on a podcast and said you have to watch this movie. So yeah. this is by good. the way, this yeah. is my first Sony verse movie I've watched. I haven't seen Venom or Carnage or any of them. Well, it's only up from here. So <laughs> if, if if you go if you go watch Venom, you'd be like, well, I don't know what these guys are talking about. This is pretty good. I mean, if you're talking between this is a this, masterpiece, if you're talking between <laughs> this and Venom Two and Bloodshot, I I'm not sure how I stack rank those. Yeah, I think you you got to throw a bloodshot out of there. You you keep you keep because it's that. a Sony movie. I I know that it's not the it's, you know the Sinister Six and the Spider Man stuff, but I mean, is it not a Sony comic book movie? 
It is a Sony okay. comic book movie. It is a Sony but comic book think, movie. But, I cannot fight you on that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That, 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 is, that is fact. <laughs> it's not a Marvel. <laughs> You've stated a, a true fact, and I will leave it at that. <laughs> I just, it, it's amazing to me that there's genuinely like no lessons learned from any of these, right? Like it's, there's nobody, there's, there's no accountability at Sony. There's like, in any job that you do, how many times are they going to let you do the same thing like five straight times? messing up each time and like never come back and ask you like hey you know that mistake you made the last four times why'd you make it a fifth time like nobody's asking that question of these guys they just let them keep doing it i mean even the fast and furious movies have some kind of through line and are entertaining and yeah i mean i don't know i mean well see they 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 know what they are they're ridiculous and and they're leaning into that every movie they're like okay people want to see ridiculous so let's go ridiculous and like you mentioned sony's not learning okay what what do we what are we you know we're trying to be a a dark marvel that's like you said not not funny no emotional connection it's just a bunch of darts just throwing at the wall and they're like something has to stick we need our harley quinn we need our Mm spider-man we need something you know dc is thinking god that sony exists right because dc is trash too (laughs) right now but they're saying at least we're not sony like that's their tag. That should be their tagline, right? Every DC movie, when they show a little DC animation before the movie, like it just mm-hmm. comes up and says, "At least we're not Sony." Like, all right, you're, <laughs> you're admitting Sony. it. <laughs> Here's Black Adam, not made by right. Sony, so give it a exactly. shot. I mean, I do want to say though, Carson, do you rated our point? I mean, I agree, but that's not saving these movies. It's not like all of a sudden, if these movies were violent and bloody, that they're all automatically good. They are garbage on like every aspect of movie yeah. making. I I'm just saying it puts it in a different it category. It almost make them worse. Because <laughs> then they're going to lean it, it too could. heavy into the blood. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, make it make it more like a horror movie. I mean, just just lean into into some sort of subsection of movies that has an an audience built right. in, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's the gore or whether it's the horror side. Because you have all these scary villains, you know. At, at the very least, put put them against each other. You should have put. You know, Craven the Hunter in this movie, Hunting Morbius. So then you can develop two guys that you have, and maybe somebody leans. But, but these individual movies, and then you end up having this good Morbius and bad Morbius fight each yeah, other. Yeah. It's, it's it's dumb. And you can always, if you have it, throw Spider-Man in there. Who cares if Morbius and Craven aren't friends later? Because they're not. Yeah. You know, there's all just bad guys, you know, that you can have them all fight each other. Oh. And this this really was like a cardboard cutout of a story like as i was watching it i was just like what is happening here like the the editing was really hackneyed and like you're just like jumping around like whoa 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 whoa, what is happening like i just felt like i got whiplash from all of the bad cuts and the time jumps and the like just nonsense that i was seeing on screen and like it was like a real bare bones of just like the the setup to the main villain you're just like uh, what the hell like he's he took the serum did i miss a scene did they forget to put that in the movie he had like the usual suspect walk out of the jail where his like his legs start straightening <laughs> yeah. out i'm like what the hell they never showed him using it they just showed him swiping it so you had to assemble that in your head that oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. It. yeah no it's it's bad it's it's a it's a paint by number movie but it's a real shitty paint by number template. That's the mm-hmm. problem. Like it's yeah. fine. Like I'm not going to argue that I'm not going to say that Marvel isn't even paint by number. They they kind of are. They have their formula. 
difference is their formula works. This one, <laughs> they have not. more paints. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, they, they care about the characters. There's actual interaction between the characters, and I used to blame it on the actors, but Sony tends to get good, talented actors, and either whether it's the editing the writing or the director, somebody screws them all yep. up because you, you, Tom Hardy, excellent actor, Jared Leto, excellent actor, Woody Harrelson. I really like him. Uh, it, it, no, I just said, I like him. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was making sure he was stopping before he got to Vin Diesel. Cause that, <laughs> Vin Diesel, well, again, I'm talking about the Marvel properties and uh, bloodshot. <laughs> so I'm keeping that over there, but yes, it's uh but they, they have, they recruit good talent. Yet it's garbage, yeah. absolute garbage when they, when they put it together. And it's the director or the editing room or the studio saying, nah, just just cut that and we need it here in this box. And yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Let's fine. Let's throw it out there. I think, yep. it, yeah, I think it's the writing. And then like halfway through, the director just gets so disheartened by it all. It's just like, let's just finish this damn thing. Like, I'm done. I mean, do you think that all these people just know it's a paycheck from Sony? Like, yeah. okay, we know oh, yeah. what we're doing oh, here. Yeah. Let's just go collect our 30 mil, whatever it is for Jared Leto, for the director, you know, whatever. Just, Mm -hmm. all right, we're going to mail it in and we're just doing this one for the paycheck. Well, when you have lines like, you wouldn't like me when I'm hungry, uh, you have to scratch your head. uh, uh, How about, did you see the girl in jeans run through here? In jeans. <laughs> That's his description of the girl that runs through the convenience yeah. store. The only person in the store wearing jeans? Like, what? <laughs> the, did you see a girl wearing jeans run through? Ding- no. Dungarees yeah. or Levi, sir? <laughs> Jinkos. I mean, yeah, oh, baby. She wasn't running then. <laughs> I mean, why did Tyrese exist in this? The laziest cop of oh, all man. time. Yeah, so bad. <laughs> Just the worst. I mean, the most activity he did was give the business card to the you, girl in the hospital. You say that, but he somehow beat Michael Morbius up to the roof, and I, I still am not quite sure how that happened because Morbius, like Superman, jumped to the roof, and then Tyrese is magically like right there, like, <laughs> and then apprehended him. Well, yeah, because he was thrown off by the wind currents. Remember that? Like, because that was the first time it happens. But, he gets up on the roof, and all of a sudden, we see all those particles come flying in. And I just remember being like. What what did we just yeah. do? And then to Greg's point, like they edit, they like cut from right there. Like was he like disoriented, just like whoa? Yeah, he's whoa. like you know Matrix flailing on the roof, and then they just cut, and you're like, all all right, I guess <laughs> I don't know what that was. He's now under arrest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if uh, if you're waiting for our transition to spoilers, we did that long ago, <laughs> so we're gonna just gonna, gonna go ahead and keep on running. What through. are we spoiled though? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the bad guy that he's, you know, how he got everything. Okay. Yeah, well, we kept, we kept it pretty high it, level, yeah. I thought. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's, it's fine. Spoiler. We're just going to roll it. We're, if you're we're, 40 we're, minutes we're into a Morbius podcast, you know, yeah. God so bless you. Going. I mean, I hope. Controlling bats. Surely you are not <laughs> listening to this without having seen it already, right? Like, who does that? <laughs> and I think by listening to the first part, you shouldn't see it. So th- there you are. So if you're getting it spoiled, yeah. I apologize. If, when it comes on TBS, want. give it a whirl. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if I do that. Okay, so since we're in Coming spoilers. Coming in at a cool hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> since we're in spoilers, how pissed off are people at the Michael Keaton thing? Like, they 
Oh, you're jumping the end. You're just going I, I, no, straight because to that, okay. that's truthfully yeah. like that's why we're here. That's why none, we're here. Yeah, none of this other stuff matters. <laughs> you know, the, the wind particles, the purple streaks, the the way he looks, throwing bats yeah, somehow, controlling bats. <laughs> they put Michael Keaton in the trailer for a sole purpose. It was to allude to a, some kind of continuity between the Marvel universe and this. And he's not even in the movie. He is in the credits yeah. scenes. And then even then, they are clearly trying to say that the kind of multiverse correction at the end of No Way Home has moved Michael Keaton from the MCU universe to the Sony universe, which, to my point earlier, is basically Marvel saying, you can have him. You are not messing with our stuff at all. If you want Michael Keaton, you have him, but he is now in your Sony universe, and he's not coming back to ours. Like, yeah, it's he's your so, problem now. It's so clear Marvel is like basically taking Spider-Man as they can and then flipping off Sony and saying, you get nothing else from us. Well, yeah. I mean, like, so with this... the success of the Spider-Man movies, I mean, Sony does make a paycheck off of those. Yeah. So, like, they should be happy yeah. that Marvel's, like, doing well with them. And so, if I was Sony, I would just shut the hell up and not say anything and just keep making my shitty Morbius movies. Well, I mean, they, they have to make a certain amount of movies with their properties, you know, in order to not right. lose them. Uh, and so that's why they're... That's why we have Morbius. Out. That's why <laughs> yes. we have Morbius. Exactly. But, so... <laughs> This has been delayed, what, a year yeah. mm-hmm. from the release uh, of this? And so I feel like they were told they were being brought into the MCU, these characters. They kind of alluded to that in Venom, where they had uh, the, the end credit scene in Venom has uh, Tom Hardy being put into the yeah. MCU. <laughs> and, then, and, and so you think, I, I want to say that Marvel never told Sony what happened at the end of Spider-Man <laughs> where where they sucked Venom back out yeah. <laughs> and said no just no. And so that's why I think this was delayed from January to April of <laughs> we need to somehow course correct cuz we're not part of yeah. them. But we already kind of brought the vulture over here yep. and so we're going to make some weird thing in the sky and say oh Michael Keaton, we're going to dub over your lines here and and say, yes, now I'm here for oh, some reason. Did you guys also notice, like, a lot of lines were overdubbed in this yes. movie? Yes, it was miserable. And, like, <laughs> there's one scene with Tyrese. I'm just like, his mouth isn't moving, and words are coming out of the screen right now. Like, yeah. what the hell just well, happened? He, he, he's, he's that good, though. <laughs> yeah, Tyrese is one of, <laughs> one of the best actors in Hollywood. You know? Because you you saw he's told The Rock, you know, you or me and the Fast fast franchise because mm-hmm. he has that kind of star uh-huh. power. Yeah. You know, the, the funniest Tyrese. thing, Carson, about the, the Venom stuff is that not only did they shove Tom Hardy back into the Sony universe, but they left the little gloop of Venom in the MCU universe. Like, thank mm-hmm. you. You gave us Venom. We don't need your Venom, though. See you later. Yeah. Like that is—it's just amazing to me. That, that was actually really brilliant. On yeah, Marvel. it was. Just like we have it now. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> he's re- he's running around Mexico, yeah. Yeah. and we already he used Vulture, be the best he's ever going to be used. So take him now. It's like, yeah. I mean, the only thing is, like, Sony clearly has Spider-Man's their golden goose, and they don't want to sell it. They just want to rent it, and that's the only hey. way for them to keep getting the money. If it benefits both parties, fine. Yeah, I mean, they've somehow managed. I mean, they, what it was a. 
it was a pretty big issue. Was that it was before No Way Home, right? Where they threatened to pull Tom Holland out of the MCU through the contract, and there right. was a lot of concern that he wasn't going <laughs> to yep. be there. And then they got back to the table and figured it yeah. all out. Did you ever hear the and story of what happened? Mm-mm. Why, like Tom Holland is now back in the MCU? He called the head of Sony and Kevin Feige drunk and was just like, listen, I'm not going to do either movie if you guys don't figure it out. And then like on the phone, they're just like, yeah. OK, let's just figure this out now because we don't need our golden boy flipping out and like not doing anything. Yeah, that's how they made uh, the the last one, the third one uh, with Tom mm-hmm. Holland. And then uh, they said they weren't going to let Marvel do any more. And then obviously they work something out and he got three more movies and Sony got kicked out of the MCU. <laughs> like that's so like great. something happened in that August to December, you know, time frame. That, that's, that's like, like okay, the here's the deal. Trade. But <laughs> who got the better end? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. Like, listen, I love that Sony tried to go to the negotiating table, tried to go head to head with Marvel <laughs> and ended up worse than where they were before. So Tom Holland gets three okay. more Marvel movies. You lost Tom Hardy back to the Sony. You got, you I mean, I guess you got Michael Keaton, but now they keep Venom in the MCU, but not like they, they, they walked away worse than what they were heading into the negotiating table. Yep. But when you start a new Spider-Man movie, it says Sony. Yeah. I mean, sure. They, and then take that as a W. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, fine. <laughs> fine. Deal. So I have a question. More, I'm more of the. I'm, I'm back to this this end scene. Sorry, good of throw it about throwing the bats. Is that what he was doing? Was he throwing bats at a at a vampire? So because why did why why did the bats not like the other vampire? They're both vampires. Because if you remember from earlier in the movie, like Morbius was like, they're treating me like their brother, like we formed a brotherhood. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, I I remember. So, I remember the brotherhood. So Morbius, but... Michael Morbius, Doctor Michael Morbius. <laughs> Had formed like a friendship, I guess, with these bats, and so he with just those bats. Yeah, and it, do you need more? He had, apparently, he had enough to take down uh, his buddy Milo, and so he like used his okay. bat whistle and summoned them. Hold on, are you suggesting that the bats at the end were the same bats that are locked in his lab? You can't tell me they're not. <laughs> the, the quantity was ridiculous, though. Like. The in the tube he had in his office, there was like I don't know, two hundred. And yeah. now, given this goes to like again Sony's bad effects, and I couldn't quite tell what was going on. But like when they went to an overhead shot of the city after the bat scene, like it looked like three million bats like spread right. across the city. I, I who knows? Yeah. I I think it is like they're trying to say he had like you know how Ant Man can control ants. They were just trying to be like, hey, Morbius can do that too. And uh, wow, cool, <laughs> completely incorrect. <laughs> Uh, what what was it cool i don't think so the idea I of mean, controlling he's, he's like, bats it, it, is pretty badass <laughs> really i don't think so at all i don't think it's badass at all i i, I hate i would idea. love to be yeah, like I, I, a, I, I, controlling bats and a bat to get my mail well and i mean it's, moving it's, stuff. It's, it's better than nothing <laughs> I carry like in. i mean are you talking I like guess, okay. you want to be normal me or do i want to control bats like okay i'll i'll control something cool like that's fine and the world of superheroes, it sucks. Don't get me wrong, but like if we're saying yeah. Garrett well, I mean, can just control some bats, like okay. I mean, he was basically wearing a bat suit and like punching with bats. He wasn't really punching though. He just kind of like pointed. They're very smart bats, Carson. <laughs> 
Well, I just uh, I just don't get why the other vampire didn't have that brotherhood. Yeah, he was like, "You go there, you go there," and they were just like swooped in and punched. Yeah, because they they knew like I think to Greg's point, they knew he was a phony. The other vampire, like Morbius, went to their cave <laughs> and then collected them in his office and spent time with them and he bonded with the them. Heart of the vampire, and that's <laughs> yeah. what failed him. <laughs> yeah, he should have imprisoned them. You're right, and kept them against their will. They should have. They should have had a real and made them continuously fly for some reason for days and not have a place Milo, to, you skipped movie to night. land. That's why we can't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> they should have had a real heartwarming scene where Doctor Michael Morbius like pet a bat gently on the nose or something and like fed it mm-hmm. a little something like a little piece of blood and then piece of meat <laughs> yeah exactly they bonded then Tuck you get it later tiny bat beds or, <laughs> yes. or or hook them to the uh artificial blood and the other guy didn't have any artificial blood so maybe that's what separated them i don't know i just hated that that he was fighting with bats. well yeah i mean yeah. it was corny yeah, so. as all hell it had no precedent in the movie they just threw it in at the last second but you know and the grand it's because they get normally they do a fight scene it costs 25 million more <laughs> Nobody wants to see a Jared Leto fight scene. That's just not believable. So they're like, throw bats in there. Are, are we done with Jared? Like, are we talking done? Like in life? Or what are we talking about here? Yeah. Yeah. I guess he had some issues method acting. I saw that when I was waiting for you guys to get on. Yeah, I think Jared Leto, the person, is canceled as of right now because he's been in some hot water recently. Yeah, for some typical antics. Yeah. yeah. But he was, I guess, being method acting as the vampire as he did the same with the joker um i just think we should be done i mean i him. can't really think of any movies where i really like him besides requiem for a dream which is hard to say you really like that movie and then um dallas buyers club like outside of that i can't think of what i like jared leto in those are fair but yeah, yeah. requiem for a dream yeah, I mean, I, I'm fine. I mean, I it was interesting, right? Like, and didn't didn't I read some point like Jared Leto wanted to do this? Like, Morbius was kind of his, I don't want to say passion project, but like, I w- I don't think it was like Sony reaching out to Jared Leto. I felt like it was Jared Leto being like, "Hey, I want to do a Morbius movie." I, they feel like I read those articles in the very beginning. Well, I wish you would have done oh, better. Got, oh, got I got. I'm glad he got what he wanted. So there, there it is. <laughs> so wouldn't he? It, that's. So any other uh, thoughts on the actual movie <laughs> other than Tyrese? Um, that was my biggest, biggest takeaway. Um, I really liked Agent Rodriguez as a character. I thought he had a lot of charm and humor and kind of, you know, I think he was the strong, well, the better cop, obviously, because he was doing a job. Um, but he seemed like the m- most fleshed out character, if that's weird to say. Uh yeah, uh, I think if if Fun Sponge wasn't standing next to him the whole time, I think you could have you could have gotten something out of him if he was just the, the the sole cop doing the interviews and not ask one question. Then okay, here's my card. Let's we'll, we'll, let's talk to you later. You say you say I can't remember to one thing, and then you're you're out. Like I wonder if Tyrese was like actually CGI the whole movie. <laughs> like they put him in after the fact. I think they would have done a better job with that. <laughs> His actual performance. So Garrett, what was your favorite part of the movie? I, I didn't have one. The end? No. The uh, <laughs> Michael Keaton? No. I mean, that was I just the fact that it was over. <laughs> like, I mean, a, a favorite part? I, I I don't know. Half the time I was annoyed. Half the time I was kind of confused. I couldn't tell what was going on on the screen. Um, I genuinely don't. I didn't like any bit of this movie at all. 
So that's leading into your your star rating out of five. Oh, it was a Garrett gave one a. and a half, and it was lucky that it wasn't a one. <laughs> yeah, his uh, the the one is the unwatchable. Yeah, uh, the quality of is someone's basement. Yeah, video. one you get into like you know you had you know four thousand dollars to make this movie, and it shows you know. So it's not that, but like for a big budget movie and Sony and all that stuff, like yeah, I mean one and a half. It takes a lot to get below a two for me for like a big budget release. And congratulations, this one this one did it. <laughs> so th- this is the worst Marvel movie you've seen. It's down there Hold with your like tongue. <laughs> it's not a Marvel movie. <laughs> it's down there with like Fantastic Four. Fantastic reboot. Four. That movie sucked. Um, but yeah, it's it's down there. It's going to be at the bottom. I'd rather watch Ghost Rider than this, to be honest. Agreed. Yeah. But you, Greg, out of five. Out of five. Oh man. Ugh. Uh, I will. I will give it a two. I can tell that they really wanted it to succeed, um, but they just really missed the mark a ton. Just like a a, a whole ton. Um, I imagine boys from eleven to fourteen probably thought this movie ripped oh, and yeah. was badass. And to those gentlemen, I say, enjoy, fellas. Uh, <laughs> this is your time to thrive. Yeah, it's like me watching Spawn on HBO in the 90s. I'm sure that is awful, and adults thought it was awful, but I thought it was great. Yeah, you're exactly yeah, right. Yeah, but, but that was... But half of that was you weren't supposed to be watching it too. There's you know, some it, truth rated in that. R, and you know, and there, there's violence, and you know, this is a dark, dark superhero, and I, and I feel like that's what this needed to be. Because Spawn, I, I, I that's a absolutely great comparison to this. Of that's how it should have been more like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's but I think movie, to Greg's but. point, like eleven to fourteen years old in today's world, where you know their parents just don't let you watch HBO unfiltered, like mine did. Like this <laughs> might actually fill that gap for you know kids in the the Gen Zs or whatever you want to call them. Oh, you think it's it's more neutered? No. Oh, well, parents. I don't think it's safe oh, sleepover sure. material. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're comparing like the way I parent my kids to the way I mean, I was watching. I mean, I'd go to the video stores and rent ninja movies at like age six. Like I had no filter on what I did, and like that's not quite how parents roll these days. Interesting, but yeah, I think uh, I think Spawn was a great, great parallel to this. Makes me want to watch it, and I think it's not going to hold up. <laughs> no, it won't. It so doesn't. what's your what's your rating at Carson? Uh. It's it's a I'm probably the more I think about it, it's going to be down to a one oh, and a half. Yes. But I think at this moment of just walking out of the theater, uh, it might I might be having too much anger towards the disservice to the character and then the actual movie. Uh, but I, I think it's in the two. It's a two. It's a below average movie. And if I compare it to some of my other twos, it's probably worse than those. So it's at the very bottom as a two could go. Makes sense. Yeah. It's just not, I don't think they did any of the characters any justice. They created a female Michael Morbius now that, uh, thank you for that scene that we're going to add her into the next movie because they don't know what to do with them. They don't know how to make these movies. We're just going to make another, another vampire. It's like we're going to make another symbiote. We're going to make another, another one. So my vampire has someone to interact with because we just did, didn't read the template that they printed for. 50 years of any storyline that they could have used. 
and that's frustrating. Yep. <laughs> I think that pretty much sums it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, Greg, let's get a good plug for you before we go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, well, first of all, thanks for having me on, guys. It's really great to be on the show and talk to you about uh, this movie <laughs> uh, and comic book stuff and just to see you guys. Uh, <laughs> it's been too long, so it's good to see you and hear from you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I am a co-host of First Issue Club. Uh, you can find us on all the platforms where you listen to podcasts. We talk about comic books, comic book news. Uh, we joke around a lot, and so we just wanted to create a space for new readers and old readers to come hang out and talk about comics. And we've been doing it for since 2017 and, you know, no signs of stopping. And uh, yeah, come check us out if you want. And uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, man, it was good catching up. Good having you. We'll have to get you back on when we have something like actually good to talk about and not just tearing apart Morbius. Decent (laughs) comic book movie. (laughs) Yeah. So basically anytime you want me on. (laughs) So basically what I'm saying is, we need to get you a Marvel movie. We'll skip since you since you gave us a Sony. We'll skip DC and we'll get you a Marvel one. We'll get you a, the opposite end of the spectrum. I feel like he really wants to talk about it. As I can tell exactly. He wants to. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start a text chain for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carson. Where can they find you on Twitter? At Carson Graff, G R A F F. All right, you can find me at, at Two Views Garrett, G A R R E T T. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at at TwoViewsMovies. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via Apple, Google, Spotify, basically anywhere you listen. We are there. Um, I don't remember what we've got in store for the rest of April. I know we've got one more episode at least coming. We just got to check theaters. I think The Northman comes out. Northman, yeah. Northman, okay. Uh, Let's let's roll with The Northman. Yeah. And then finally in May, we get the big movie season. So we'll be seeing Doctor Strange and all those. So kind of get out of the doldrums late winter early spring but uh yeah we'll be back sometime in april catch you next time what should we do next something good something bad bit of both bit of both